previously on the Dave and Steve show. That's the one where the guy goes into the hardware store and poops in the non-functioning toilet like that. I mean, it really could be anything along the way. Hey, just so we're clear, Steve's the preoccupied one on this show. No, this thing's is buzzing <laughs> off the chart. Uh, that's the one where they uh, jerk the horse off and then they drink the horse semen. Really, when you pass away in in a Florida hotel room. Yeah. That's never good news. And thinking that was the most hilarious thing I'd ever heard in my life. Partly because I just thought of a dick-shaped ice cream treat for our younger now. audience yeah. saccharin is a saccharin sodium is a substitute for sugar so it means that it's sweet and even in a fake way i'm not like one of the guys who needs pictures of toes i'm not a fart in a jar kind of guy i'm not send me the sweat from your butt crack type of per like none of that i'm not i'm not that person in any way shape or form and 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 my dad would not show me old poison videos and and rat and warrant videos like he what would. What the hell? Uh, the rest of the stuff I'm looking at my list here. The rest of the stuff that I have is 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 not worth talking about unless you have stuff that is not worth talking about, Tracy. And then my stuff might be more worth talking about than your not worth talking about stuff. Back to you, Tracy. Yeah, um, sure, whatever. And uh, I. Uh... <laughs> At a sporting event, I said, "Excuse me," to somebody so I could get around them to get to the nacho cheese for my chips. Or you sent me a message after you watched it, and it says, "Don't look up was fun." I have some interesting thoughts on it, and yeah. I thought to myself, "Well, that's kind of a cocky attitude. You don't know if those are th are interesting thoughts you have, Tracy. You can't deem your own thoughts interesting. Someone but else they has interest to me." Ninety-one of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me. A mere twenty-seven miles away is Steve. That's right. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. Two nights this week, I've woken up to the sound of my cat lovingly right by me, throwing up. Uh, cat vomit is the worst. Off and running on show number ninety-one, Tracy. The the I don't understand. So I we've talked about my wife will steam clean. She likes to steam clean. My wife is a neat freak. She loves to mm -hmm. steam. I mean, I think she has steam cleaned to the point where if you showed her a picture of our carpet from even a year ago, you wouldn't notice. You wouldn't recognize it because now all the color has been sucked out by the twenty seven thousand steam cleaning she's done. But sure. she loves to keep a clean house. Our cat is notorious so much so that we've even talked about like maybe there's a chemical in the in the steam cleaner that's causing this. When she steam cleans, within a week, he barfs everywhere. And we've tried changing steam cleaner chemicals. We've tried changing solutions. She once did it with just water to see what would happen. He still barfed everywhere. I don't... And there's there's nothing worse than... Dogs will, will vomit, but a cat will let you know that the cat is going to vomit. The cat the will cat begin... The cat has a long sort of setup. Yes. It's kind of like a Norm MacDonald joke that ends with vomit <laughs> on your carpet. Yeah. And I don't know I don't know if your cat does the same thing mine, do, mine does. Mine will look at me with a very distraught look on his face and then will go... <laughs> to let us know, like, I'm going to throw up. I mean, he's basically saying, I'm going to throw up, and then begins the... <laughs> Uh, yeah, mine basically starts clearing his throat. You know, <laughs> um, um, yeah, so he's trying to get your attention, and then 
then I know it's serious when his tongue comes out. Yeah. So he sticks his tongue out yeah. and it's kind of folded up. Yep. And he's got this. So then he begins the uh, the incessant pumping, <laughs> which uh, is letting you know that that yeah. I, I would love. Just, I would love to name a band incessant pumping. Incessant pumping. <laughs> That's more of an album name. That's true, Steve. That's another Scorpions album. I, the thing is, we just got new carpet, and so it's treated with something. And so the cat throws up on it all the time, and I find spots where the cat's thrown up. And my wife is very much like, oh, hey, um, I'm like, we got to clean this up. I got, I'm getting some cleaner out. And she's like, no, 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 you don't need to do that. This With this carpet, you just you know look at it and give it a little rub, yeah. and it's fine. Well, here's something to think about. No, it's not. It's right. not fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it's in uh, the uh, the color of my cat is orange. That means a fair amount of his vomit is also orange. And it's not the late 70s, uh, e even though the inflation rate tells us it is. But it's uh, I, I don't have orange carpet. And right. so there you go. It's uh, it's uh, it. The spots are am amazing. But my wife's still in that reading the marketing uh, materials on the from the new carpet yeah, that uh, yeah. you just give it a little little spritz and it's yeah. fine. It'll just it'll just it'll just brush right off. Hey, so uh, I know we started this on kind of a weird. We went right into vomit. I apologize, for everybody at home, but <clears throat> I actually had a relatively scary moment today that I I sort of shared with Steve and Tracy, but I I didn't give the full details on. So we almost didn't record tonight, and it was on me because. I, my wife for the last so first of all let me just begin by saying this as steve can attest and i think tracy as well all three of our wives are are cut from a much tougher cloth than we are what i mean is yeah, is absolutely. my my wife is you know i think about like my dad and what it eventually took to kill my dad which was cancer in several spots a broken neck a heart attack and possibly something else that i don't want to get into on the show the point is it took a lot to kill him. He he was a tough son of a bitch. And my wife is very similar in terms of she doesn't want to go to doctors. She doesn't like going to doctors. She will just fight through an ailment regardless of what it is. If she, you know, she grew up with a dad who he would slice his arm wide open. He was a contractor. He would slice his arm wide open. And then he would just glue it shut himself with some whatever adhesive he had laying around. And that's what she did. Yeah. Just a big gun. Of yeah. Yeah. Co just, yep. Just cock it shut. And so my wife grew up around that. My wife is cut from that same cloth, made from that same mold, whatever you want to say. And so she, she will have issues that I will have. I'll say to her, I would have gone to the hospital two days ago about this. And she's like, yeah, but I'm not you like, and, and she's, she's right. Yeah, like, she's just right. Just right out yeah. your face. She's absolutely right. So, so for the last couple of days, she's been saying, you know, I'm, I'm having chest pains and they come and go. And the first day that she told me about them, she's like, it's right in the center of my chest. It, it feels like a lot of pressure, but then it goes away. And I think it's just gas. So then yesterday she says, you know, yeah, it's, it's way more intense. It kept me up some last night. And I, every time I say, okay, tomorrow, Let's call the doctor. Let's at least call them. Okay, tomorrow, if it doesn't go away. Well, I know that this is going to stretch on for weeks if I don't actually. So today we had to have a borderline fight over this because I was like, you said you would call the doctor today. If you're not going to call the doctor, I will call the doctor because this is serious and this isn't something you want to F around with. 
Well, it, of course, turned into this big thing that, you know, we... And I also love that with chest pains, she has the energy left of combat you yeah. about this. So we part yeah. ways in kind of a huff. We're both, I'm pissed off because she's not calling the doctor. She's pissed off because I'm trying to force her to call the doctor. And we both, I go up to my office and go back to work. So she goes to get my daughter from school because I'm at work. And while she's waiting in the parking lot for my daughter to come out of school, she texts me and says, when I get home, will you just come out? I think we should go to the hospital. And for my wife to say that, that means shit has has entered a new phase. Like something is something has elevated. So it turns out when she got in the car to go get my daughter, the chest pain started. But instead of going away in a couple minutes like they typically had been, they just stuck around. They stayed. Mm -hmm. So she comes home, we load up in the car, we drive to the ER. Now, of course, in the times of COVID and everything else, I can't go in. Like we, we walk up to this fine person behind the plexiglass that is, you know, has a mask on and, but you can tell is still smiling and very friendly. And she said, I'm sorry, we have a no visitor policy right now. So you're going to have to go wait in the car. So I go out and wait in the car while they run a bevy of tests on my wife. And ultimately, she was kind of keeping me updated along the way. Ultimately, it's all mostly good news in that all of the, you know, the blood pressure and all that kind of stuff, All they put the EKG, they did the EKG yeah. on her, hooked the little sticky pads up to her, all that kind of stuff. All of that returned great. Like her blood oxygen levels, all that kind of stuff was was fantastic. The one thing that's still a little sketchy is the person doing all the tests said they want her to schedule an appointment with her doctor for either tomorrow, which is when you're hearing this tomorrow is a Friday, but either Friday or first thing Monday, because they want to, they ran a bunch of other tests and they want her to go through them with her doctor to see if it's possibly like an issue with a valve or something like that, because everything else checked out fine. And, you know, she's been taking a lot of like Tums and Pepto and things like that to see if it was, like gas related or anything like that. So we're still not entirely sure what caused it. She's, I know for a fact, just before we started taping, I went down and made her dinner. She's still having chest pains. So I know she's still got the problem, whatever it is. And we're just going to try and get her in back in tomorrow or Monday to figure out what it is. But, but scary because we're getting, we're getting to the age now in your twenties, in your thirties, you have something like this. You're like, yeah, F it. It's, it's fine. I'll be, I'll be fine in a couple of days. And guess what? In a couple of days you are fine. Now we're getting to the age now where you gotta, you gotta kind of take it serious. And so yeah. it's not quite, we're not as flippant about it as we used to be. So we'll, I mean, we'll see. I'll obviously keep you guys posted, but it did make me, I, I thought of this. <laughs> I had two hours to sit in my car in an ER parking lot. So I had time to think about things. I wanted to ask you guys, what's the, for you personally, I don't mean you went to a loved one or anything like that, because I don't want to get like too dark with any of this, but what's the, what's the worst reason you've ever been in an ER for you, Steve? Oh. Nope. I, sorry, Tracy, because I know you're going to bring up that kidney again. Steve. No, no. Well, I mean, I... <laughs> wow, wow. Just F-bomb that. That's a, that's a real moment from, uh, from Dave of the Dave and Steve show. Right I'm only kidding, but I, but I, I just happened to be looking at Steve. That's why I said Steve first. Steve, what you got? Um, the, okay. So you want to know the reason that I, that I was at the emergency room. Yeah, you're the one getting looked. You're the one getting looked at. You're the one getting. You're the reason you had to go to the emergency room. Was what was? So um, the biggest thing was probably when I was young, 
uh, when I was in third grade. I was wondering um, if this is what you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Before soccer practice, um, I used to go to soccer practice like 45 minutes early so I could, you know, dick around on the, uh, the kids toys. Cause I had like the slide and the swings. I had a good time. After, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. There were a couple of kids out there with me. Um, and that was like the summer that like the Olympic games were on and they had the men's gymnastic team that everybody was talking about. I mean, they, those guys had made movies and stuff and like, it was a, it was a big deal. Um, and I was impressionable. So I sure. attempted, um, halfway down the slide. So I knew I could nail it because I, I couldn't do a, like a standing flip, but if I did the flip halfway, yeah. Um, yeah. So I stood up on the slide and I jumped and, and I, I, I figured I now, would just land on my feet. Quick point of clarification. Were you hoping to land? Were you hoping to jump off the slide and land on the concrete on your feet? Or were you trying to land on the part where the slide flattens out at the bottom? On the concrete. Okay. Um, okay. On my feet, because I had seen it in a cartoon once and I was pretty <laughs> sure I could make it work, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, um, the next thing I know I am, I am moaning and halfway to my house being carried by these two kids that I was with because I had landed on my head and knocked myself out completely. Like still to this day, don't know what happened. Um, landed on one side of my head, fractured my skull, um, broke my collarbone, which really is the only bone that I've broken other than my toe when I was a baby, um, uh, my collarbone and, uh, went home. They, my, my mom was the only one there, but you know, one of the kids ran up and, you know, cause I was just enough to like be able to point at the house because yeah. these two guys didn't know where I really well, lived. Well, and that's the fortunate thing is you just lived, I mean, you lived, a block. Uh, yeah, a block, two blocks at most away from the actual. And I'm, you know, I'm factoring in. So f for those of you, obviously, who have never seen Steve's house or the playground he's referencing, there was a there was a, all the equipment. There were slides, there were swings, there were all the things that you would expect there to be. And then there was a, a nice, pretty good swath of grass. I'd say, f I'm guessing, Steve, in my mind's eye, it's 50 yards to the, yeah. the fence line. And like then a play field type thing, right? With a, with a small baseball diamond at the time. And then yeah. you walked out the after you went the fifty yards from the slide, you walked through an opening in the fence, and then a block past that was Steve's house. You could literally yeah. almost see the slide from his front living room window. So that's what I was going to say. Is fortunately you were at least close by. Mm -hmm. And so I'm bleeding out of my ear like crazy, which is not a good sign. Yeah, that's like a that's a bad deal. Um and. Uh, and, and I remember it, it was really my only real good hospital story. So, um, getting home, my mom freaking out, she grabbed a towel. Um, and I'm like, I'm going to bleed on this towel, mom. You don't, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. not going to be able to get there. And she's like, just get in the car, you know? And, I'm, and uh, so I'm in the car and she's pulling out as my father is pulling in from work. Um, and and she, you know, gets out, says something, dad looks at me and, and I look at dad and, and, you know, we all go in, I get in there, they do the whole thing where they put me on a gurney and they take me in or I don't know what, I don't know, gurney, I don't know, gurney from a stretcher, <laughs> stretcher gurney. It's, yeah. I don't know what it Was is. It the, did they bring you in on the one where the, 
the two guys like on the soccer field where you see them with the handheld one with no wheels where they run? Is it was it that one? No, it wasn't quite like that. They okay. had they had wheels, but they did have to all lift me at the same time and put me on the like. That's that's wheel. really more of a stretcher. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so I so I get in there and I'm I'm laying there. I got you know out of my ear. My my dad is standing there. My my mom is standing there. The doctor comes in and said, "Hey, the doctor's going to come in and ask you a few questions." Now I'm like. I know that I jumped off that. I think I jumped off. Yes. Yeah. I, I was still a little hazy. It came back to me later that I did jump off of that thing. I didn't fall off the slide. Right, right, right. But I'm like, I better come up with a better story than this. <laughs> too. And I'm like, I was halfway down the slide. Somebody came down and it pushed me off. I fell and it was, it was we were just horsing around. It's nobody's fault. Um, and, uh, but I fell like halfway off and I landed on my head and all that stuff. The doctor, you know, looks at me and says, you can tell me what happened. And I, and I, and I said, okay, fell off the slide. You can tell me what happened. I now, said, okay. Was he, off- was this, was, was, do you feel like his line of question? Cause I've had this too, where I took my kid in cause my kid fell on the playground and put his bottom teeth through his lip Mm-hmm. the doctor or the nurse, I forget which one it was, did the thing where they sort of isolate the kid away from the parents to ask like, Hey, what happened? Was it one of those lines of questioning or was he was like, exactly okay. that okay. kind of line of questioning it was absolutely that line of questioning with the, with the, um, you know, one, di- one small differentiation. My father's looking at me over the doctor's <laughs> shoulder and he, dad is, my dad is not giving me any indication. He's just like, Answer the questions. Yes. You know, just, just answer the, Dad, this is where you start changing your story. Yeah. A little each time. He's just looking at me plain as day. Just, just answer the questions, you know? And, and the doctor's like, no, look at me. I'm your father now. Look yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and I'm like, and I'm like, uh, I'm, you're the like, mom, do you know him. this guy? And so I didn't realize that he was asking me these questions for this. Right. He, I, sure. I thought he was grilling me to be like, you jumped. We're not, we're not going to work on it. <laughs> so, you, you, so, chose, <laughs> you chose this life. You're, Sorry, did you, you're not going to get fixed. <laughs> did you flip on yourself basically? Because you thought that he was, he was calling you out on your lie. I never flipped. Oh, I, 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 I'm like, no, 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 this is, this is close. This is all the information this guy needs. Right. I felt same height that I would have had I jumped. It's not that big a deal. There were two kids there that were playing, you know, and farting around with me. It's not like, you know, it's going to be, they're not going to make a federal case out of it. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. But, um, but at the same time, my father's looking over the shoulder and he's just like, okay, now he's concerned because I'm answering this question the same way. And, and, and the guy isn't, you know, yeah. he's, he's like, he's like, he's like is, is the sheriff going to get called? Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, but like, he's like, did, did somebody, did somebody hit you? Did, did, were you, I'm like, no, 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 no nobody hit me. Yeah. No, and they're like, no, the kid, no, the kids were, they were coming down the slide and they, and they, but they didn't hit me, hit me. They didn't like punch me. And, um, and he said, no, no, no. Did an adult hit you? And I'm right. like, are you even listening to my story? Like, I can't believe. And then it, and then it dawned on me that they were asking if I was abused. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm like, <clears throat> and I'm like, no, 
nobody hit me nobody and, and i and i and i said it in a way that was like no and i was really hurt for my dad i realized my dad is standing there and they there's a part of them that think that my dad probably yeah. you know tuned yeah, yeah. me up or something like that steve yeah, I remember- this is where you say i think my doctor hit me right Steve, right. I remember you were in that you were in that sling for what felt like several years. Like again, yes. this was a long time ago, but I I I feel like from that moment until around our 16th birthday party, you were in a sling because of your broken collarbone. Yeah. Um and I I'm I'm wearing it right now. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was great. But no, that was that was that was a big deal. Now, it, the, the collarbone wasn't that big of a deal. They didn't really, they were like, yeah, okay, this is what he's got to wear this sling. We don't really have a good thing for right. him to wear. It's like, it's like the dumbest thing to. Yeah. You can't put like a cast they, on a collarbone. When they try to like tape your ribs up when you broke, yeah. bro, you broke yeah. your ribs, there's nothing, yep. nothing you can do for that. Yep. So um, the thing was, it was like, okay, so he hit his head pretty hard and we, you know, they like x-rayed me and they're like, he may ha- he may have a blood clot there uh that we that we see that that if it if it breaks loose it'll break it'll probably break loose tonight and he probably won't live through the night is what i understood now they didn't tell me that that night because right. otherwise i'd be like right <laughs> you know yeah, right they're like steve we're going out for soft serve yeah, and yeah. enjoy it like it's your last ice cream cone yeah. ever. They're like, we, we don't think it's gonna, but it could, but we don't think it's gonna. Now right. I'm I'm at you know the Ellensburg Hospital, which is um is a great place to have an accident, but maybe not a you know super life threatening, you know. Yeah, you're you're not gonna get the big you know specialists. It's it's a Um, great place to literally have an accident. You can have an accident at the Ellensburg Hospital and then get taken somewhere else to get treated. Yeah, that's about all it's good for. Yeah, they were mopping the floors and I slipped. Yeah, yeah. My threw my back out. Is there a place you can take me? (laughs) Right. So they were they were watching me um, through the night. So that was that was the thing. They were a little. I think they were a little. Maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion, but I think that was the case that they were you know watching to make sure I wasn't you know. Dead. dying because i yeah. landed on my head and that was a that was something they had to watch maybe it was just like he had a concussion he knocked himself out he's yeah you want to you want to know about almost dying steve tracy go kidney story That's so uh, <laughs> i was uh one night i was sitting in a chair uh watching uh, reruns of magnum pi <laughs> with uh, a couple of uh i like where this is going gro- already yeah a couple of growlers and i was looking across at the the sofa over there and my kidney was over there and my kidney asked me he's like are you drunk yet and i go i think so and he said do you want to go to the hospital and so i said <laughs> i don't like this story well so you I get up, to it i'll tell you come on i'll tell you the no, story come on. That i really i the story i really had so my my mom used to have great danes and so when you're three four and five years old great danes are awesome because not only are are not only are they fantastic dogs, but they can also double as a horse. If you yeah, can ride them, be a horse. Yeah. So I got up. So I got up on the shoulders, front shoulders of my uh, dog uh, Duke, this great uh, black and white Great Dane, and he came running into the house, and I'm holding onto his neck. 
where he stopped and I didn't and the, my head went right into the corner of the coffee table. Oh, oh. So I knew something was wrong. So I got up and I asked my sister, I go, I asked her a question. And then so she's like, oh, no. And she took me out to the edge of our kitchen and called for my mom. And my mom came in and she wanted me to go back where I was standing. And I remembered like, all I remembered at that point was who mopped the floor because the floor was like wet and slippery on the way back. And the really what the reason was is because oh. all my blood was leaking out of my head yeah. onto this floor and it looked like a murder scene and it was terrible. Like I was covered oh it. And it, even about 20 minutes later, I remember moving my neck, but my skin wouldn't move with my neck because it was all dried with blood. And so my dad, uh, just like our wives, he wasn't, my dad was not the kind of guy that was like, Hey, we're going to the doctor. Yeah. Cause I didn't even know who our doctor was. I probably hadn't seen him since I was born. And so, um, so my dad was like, yeah, we should probably take him to the doctor. And so it, we didn't have an emergency room out there, but the doctor was there. And so I remember getting this huge bandage and I remember they were laying me down, putting the bandage up there, like sitting me up, having it wrap around and lay down again. And I had to like move up and down and say, wrap this thing around my head because I was bleeding so much. But to that, I was three years old and somewhere uh, there's a study in black and white of all the uh the, the pictures that were taken, my dad took me of this gigantic bandage on my head <laughs> with a, a red stain in it. And I think later, all the times that I'd lived with my dad traveling with the carnival, and that wasn't the last time that I had some head injury that where there was this massive head trauma and, and bleeding. This explains my, so much. Yeah. I mean, it, I think, yeah, I think I'm, I'm kind of laying a lot of breadcrumbs to a lot of behavioral <laughs> situations there. Also that uh, kind of a, I mean, it's kind of a fantastic story. I mean, are you sure that a great Dane threw you into a coffee table right. or maybe your dad hit you with a coffee? Yeah. Table? Maybe your dad yeah. threw a great Dane at you. That's honestly. So they had apparently they had told me several times to stop riding the dog. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently this was not something I was supposed to do. So the implication was that it was my fault. Yeah. And because uh, of the subsequent concussion, I wasn't able really in a state of mind to defend myself. And I was three and largely stupid as most three year olds are. <laughs> and so I had that going against me. And that really to this day is one of my most memorable trips to the doctor, like in that kind of way ever. We, oh, and I had kidney cancer. Did I tell you guys that one? We, we won't, we won't, we won't get into my, my worst visit to the ER was really not a big, I mean, it, it's not a, it's just not a great story, but I will say when I was, uh, <laughs> I've been to the ER with you when it was dire, when I was, I know near death, uh, but when I was uh, when I was about six years old, this was a very minor injury. But when I was about six years old, my weirdest reason for ever going to the ER was uh, I was I had a this was the 1980s. I had a Batmobile that had a launcher. It was this spring loaded. It was literally a metal spike on this contraption that you shoved the Batmobile onto. You basically shoved the metal spike up the Batmobile's ass, and it would lock a spring in place. And then you'd press the button and go shooting across the. So I, this was just laying on the floor. The Batmobile wasn't on it, on the weird spike thing, on the launcher. 
and I was being Batman. I had a blanket tied around my neck for a cape, and I jumped off the arm of my couch, and I stumbled and fell, and literally put that launcher. I mean, it was. I have the scar like so close to my eye. It's it's an inch at most from my eye. And literally jammed that thing. I stood up and looked at my mom and had the launcher hanging from my face because it was stuck up inside of my temple. And <laughs> my mom, of course, freaked out and took me to the hospital. It, it required one stitch. So that tells you how big of a cut it was. It wasn't anything major. But it was it was so close to having been like I may have lost an eye if it had been just slightly over where I where I landed on it. So anyway, I, I don't know why that sprung to mind, but I think probably the story with Tracy riding the Great Dane and all that, if you know what I mean. So we got a lot more things to get to. I did want to say real quick, Steve, I feel like I'm stepping into your territory with my with my stories that are going to be coming for the next few weeks because I've had this leak that I've been battling over my back porch forever on my roof. And mm-hmm. now I bring I finally get a very reputable roofing company to come out. Highly recommended amazing scores from the better business bureau i'm really excited guy comes out this morning steps out onto my i have this like back upper balcony and it's tiny it's like four by four or five by it's it's so small you can barely get two people on it he stepped stepped out on that little balcony and said the roof's not your problem this balcony is your problem this balcony has to go these things that are cut into the roof like this never work well there's a million different places that they can leak i'm looking at your roof right now your roof's fine, but you got to get rid of this balcony. So now I am, I, you know, I immediately, I jump on Facebook. There's one group that I'm a part of that it, it's a local group. And I can always ask, you know, hey, anybody have any recommendations for whatever? And you get lots of responses. So people start giving me recommendations for LLCs that can come out and take care of this, that can literally remove this thing. And it's, Steve, you've seen it. It's a balcony. Mm-hmm. There's an exterior door that leads out to it. This is going to take some work. Yeah. So I start pinging all these different people. But at the same time, this was going on with my wife as far as her saying, you know, I got chest pains, me having these hard conversations with her around like, hey, you need to go. I don't want to go all this back and forth. And so I'm not really paying attention to who I'm signing up or who I'm having come out and all that. And as I'm looking through the schedule now, having a little bit of, of hindsight, a little bit of breathing room, I got about three contractors coming out at the same time tomorrow afternoon. They all say tomorrow afternoon. So oh, there's a right. good chance I get three competing contractors who show up, but maybe it'll be to my advantage. Maybe they'll all yeah, get maybe there. Maybe they'll cooperate and get it done quicker. Or maybe they'll get so competitive with their quotes that I'll, I'll win-win. I don't know. So here's what you do. Um, you, you in, in hopes that they all show up at the same time, you set up like the most professional-looking camera that you have. And um, you say, hey, uh, so I have the three of you out here. And we're, yeah, this, it's a, we're filming a reality show. HGTV. Yeah. Yeah. We're filming a reality show and it's going to come down to this. You tell me. <laughs> it's a brand new show called Bye Bye Balcony, where we bring contractors out to remove balconies from homes. This, no, no, this no. Could well, work. That's a good one. But you say like, uh, you call it little job or, ha- or handyman or, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Little handy uh, job. Little handy job. That's, there you go. That's, that's good. what you call it. And, um, and then, wonderful. and then you you say, okay, um, we're going to go with bids. I'm going to interview all three of you. You're going to, I'm going to ask you some questions, ask them weird shit, right? Ask them right. like yeah. all kinds of what, what, why did you get into, uh, you know, being a contractor? 
um, you know, how many hammers do you have? Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that yeah. <laughs> stupid things like that. Yeah. Um, can you give me the uh, measurements of a standard interior? Door? I can even have my wife in a different room with like a, a different camera and tell them that's where they go in for like the confessional type of interview moment. Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so I got, I'll, I'll have to deal with that. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. I know you're, you're waiting for that. And then the last thing that I will say is, I don't know if I've told you guys this and I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show. Maybe I have memory so bad. I'm not sure. First week of February, I have to go to Moab, Utah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my buddy, Phil, my buddy, Phil is, is, is our age. He's in his mid forties. We'll say, I don't know why I said, we'll say like he is in his mid forties. Yes. He he's in his mid forties. We'll say, well, he's very uh, fit. Yeah, of course. Good we'll looking, say, cause yes, he's, go ahead. he's in his mid forties. So he, his entire life, like he didn't even, he didn't even have a serious long-term girlfriend until late thirties, I would say. And it, Phil was just one of those guys. You always thought like, he's never going to get married. He's just going to be this guy to kind of cat around and do his thing, but he's never going to settle down. So he got real close once and then that didn't work out. And now this, this new girl, he's found Jennifer. He's, he's been with her for a while. She's fantastic. She's, she's amazing. Great human being. Love her to death. So they're getting married. So they were supposed to get married last year. Now, he admits this was dumb as all hell during a pandemic, but they did it. A, a week or two weeks before they were supposed to get married in Bellingham, which Bellingham is about, for those of you listening, about two to three hours away from where we are right now. It's, it's close. Mm -hmm. It's a very close drive in the grand scheme of things. They were supposed to get married in Bellingham. Two weeks before the wedding, they went to Nashville, Tennessee. Now, I don't care where you stand on the pandemic. I really honestly don't. But if you did believe in the pandemic, one of the worst places you might go in the United States is right. Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they went to Nashville, Tennessee, got the COVID, came back, had to cancel their entire wedding. So they canceled the whole thing. Now, this wedding was going to be, you know, a very low-key affair, small, small. When I say small, I'm talking like 15 people in total at this wedding and they canceled the whole thing. They said, we're going to reschedule it for sometime in 2022. We'll send you the details. So they send us the details. Now they're getting married in Moab, Utah, which That's right. Because you have a year of hanging out at your house and watching <laughs> wedding planning yeah, shows yeah, and yeah. you, and you're like, we could do that. Now oh, if you, we should do that. Here, we're going to do that. Here's what I'm finding out is that, there is no, there is an airport that is close to Moab, Utah, but it's a rinky-dink small airport. And when I looked for tickets to get to this airport, they were ridiculous. Think like three to five times what it costs to fly into Salt Lake City. The problem with Salt Lake City is it's about four to five hours away from Moab, it, Utah. It's north of everything, sure. In January in Utah. So, and it's going to be a haul and I don't know if it's going to be snowy. I don't. So suddenly this has become a massive pain in the ass. Now, if we go back to the original wedding, the original wedding was supposed to be this low key affair. Like, Hey, just wear a collared shirt, but it doesn't, you know, you can just, just wear whatever you, we don't need like suits and ties and all that kind of stuff. It's not a thing now, because it's going to be in Moab, Utah, and it's become more of an event. They would like us to dress up a little bit more for this. Now, keep in mind, this is an outdoor wedding in moab utah in january so i'm trying to find things to to wear I, first of all i don't have dress clothes i don't i i'm not a person who goes to 
fancy restaurants or things like that. So I have no reason to have nice, nice dress clothes. So <laughs> I, do, I do what I always do. I get on the old Amazon machine. And I just mm-hmm. basically, the first thing I typed in was literally men's outdoor wedding attire. And it returned a few different things. And then I found this three-piece suit. Now, I, I'm a guy on Amazon. I go by the ratings. I always look at the, you know, how many stars is it? And if it's like five stars and there's only three ratings, I don't worry about it. But this was four and a half stars over 3,000 reviews. Steve, what are you doing? I, I'm so excited to hear what's going on oh. here. I'm really, I want to know more. But you got to back off your mic a little there. Tell so, me more. Tell so, me more. So there's, so there's 3,000 reviews on this suit. It's a three-piece suit. Comes with the jacket, the pants, and the shirt, the undershirt, and it's eighty bucks. Dude, dude. Comes in a variety of colors. Okay. <laughs> I figure it's eighty bucks. That's about what I want to spend on something that I'm going to wear once in the next ten years. So even if it's made of a high grade of plastic, you're like, man. I I don't care. It could be spray painted garbage bags for all I care. If it looks good for one day, who cares? Are you in his wedding party? No, I. that's the thing. I am not. I'm only in attendance, so I don't have to be standing up in front of everybody. And the ceremony, including, there's a short little hike to get in there. The hike, the ceremony, and the hike back out is supposed to be no more than 30 minutes. Uh-huh. So I figured for 30 minutes, this will, this, I, I, I'm trying to think of like what I could even liken this to. Like, it, it would be like, you know, you've, you, you, you've got a car and it's missing the front bumper. So you make one out of, out of uh, cardboard and rattle can at chrome because you got to drive by at 90 miles an hour by somebody who's looking to buy the car. That gets yeah. you the bumper good enough. It's sold. That's all I got to do. I got to drive by at 90 miles an hour yeah. in this suit and pull it off. And then we get back to go back to the hotel and change into casual clothes for the dinner. This is what I've been yeah, told. And, and, if there's, and if there's photography at the wedding and there's bound to be, if there, you're in any wide shots, mm-hmm. You're going to look good from exactly. like, you know, 30 feet away. You're like, wow, what's that suit? And if it rains, <laughs> what the co- plastic will act as a poncho and you will be dry. I will say this. One of the reviews, and I know we got to move on, so we will. But one of the reviews <laughs> specifically called out that the suit that they received in the mail reeked of what they referred to as jet fuel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an $80 suit, Dave. <laughs> um, so... So here's here's what you need to do. You need to buy two of them of dramatically different colors. And what I need to do is not stand next to an open flame while I'm wearing this suit. Apparently, that's what I need to do. You, I, this, I stash one of them in whatever outhouse that is there, and then halfway, take, I I have to excuse myself, go to the outhouse, change <laughs> out of that as fast as you can, yeah. and put that other suit on, and then go back out like nothing happened, and you and you flush that other one down the toilet <laughs> like it never existed. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh um, my gosh. Okay. Alright, let's, let's, let's move on past me. I've talked enough tonight. Uh, Tracy, anything you want to bring up? Yeah, there's a there's something that I did. Uh, I want to say last week, but it was really two weeks ago because I, I made a, 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 a just a vow to myself to not lie to the audience quite as much as I did on the first show that we right. did. Uh, so, but uh, the uh, I ride my bicycle a lot, and there's a trail that I have that's near my house 
that I ride a lot. And it's to call it a trail is it's a trail that 10 years ago had great hopes. It was one of these trails that like the, the County I live in was promoting as one of these sort of just great sort of outdoor yeah. things. It was just going to be just an amazing thing. And it connected to the best regional trail, maybe in several States around here, which is the, the Sammamish river trail, which goes all the way from like, you know, Redmond near Microsoft all the way over to like, you know, North Seattle into the inner Bay area. <clears throat> so it's, it's in, it's a fantastic trail. So this trail, the North Creek trail goes from South Everett and then it kind of meanders around and stops and picks itself up again. And I've had maps, I've had phone navigation. And before I knew like where this trail was, that you, it was more like a hobo trail. You're looking for like scratchings yeah. on posts yeah. and things to find out, you know, you're like, oh, there's good grub. The trail continues in another 200 feet. So it's very hard to, to run this trail. And so I'm on my bicycle and I've just, I kind of know where this trail goes now. And it is this little underdog trail. And sometimes there's places in it that are flat and paved and beautiful and wide and just as beautiful as the best trail in our region. And our area has amazing recreational yeah, trails. Sure. And so it's just, and then you're like on it and you're like, you know what, this is really a nice trail. This, this is a really super nice trail. I'm really glad to have it. And then it dumps you out onto to a little like a dirt path all of a sudden. And then you're like, am I still on it anymore? Yeah. And I've been on it several times and I still doubt myself sometimes. Yeah, it sounds like so, a very neurotic trail. Yeah, it is. And it's the, the thing is, as I've been writing in it for it, it's like this, this trail is really a metaphor for my life in many ways where like there's these good stretches and then there's these like stretches of doubt to where I feel like I'm at a dead end, Yeah, but I pick it up and I feel like I'm fine. But now I'm like, I'm in disrepair. And then, and it's, and so you can take it all the way to where it connects to the Sammamish River Trail. But even the Sammamish River Trail has a sign that kind of points where this other trail, the North Creek Trail is, and it doesn't even call it by its name. So even like the Sammamish River Trail, this great trail yeah. hates the trail yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'm on. Yeah. It calls it just regional trail. trail. So yeah. I decided what it needed was a Twitter account. And so oh. I created this very bitter, angry underdog trail Twitter account. It's at North Creek Trail. And I want to kind of grow it organically and uh, and be a little poetic about it and uh, and basically kind of emphasize and hopefully if if I if it gets some success, what I think I'd love it to have happen is people sort of um, take advantage of this trail more and know that it exists and kind of appreciate it for its sort of incomplete and rustic values. Steve, you're um, on Twitter right now, aren't you? That it has. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm trying to look up. <laughs> Yeah, so at North Creek Trail on Twitter. And so uh, that is an account. So I didn't tell anybody about it except Dave. And I think it has like, it has five times, five or six times more followers than it did when I started it. <laughs> right. And so think about that. That's a, that's a, I don't know, the numbers right in front of me, it's but that, that's pretty significant growth. So anyway, that's, uh, that's what I've been uh, working on, having some fun with it, especially when the weather hasn't been good enough to actually be on the trail, but to, to be, to be the trail. So it's, very, sorry, uh, it's at, it's on Twitter. It's at North Creek 
Trail, correct? Yep, at North Creek Trail on okay. Twitter. Okay. I'm going right. to follow that. Uh, Steve, what'd you get up to? Uh, you were on assignment last week. Anything to report uh, from your on assignment? So actually a, a few things, uh, a few things came up. Um, I, I, there's been a lot of reorganizing around, around the house. And one of the things that, um, that I just did today was finally emptied out our paid storage spot and got all the stuff back to the house. Um, and, you know, pretty much put away. So getting things organized, a place for everything and everything in its place is starting to come together. Uh, I am not good at this. I am, I, I am rotten, hard, terrible, good at it. I'm not good at this. You're rotten, and, hard, terrible, good at it. Yeah. yeah that's, not, okay. that's, sounds like a children's that's how bad I am. I can't even, right. can't even, <laughs> I can't even tell you how bad I am at it. Um, but, uh, but finally, you know, I, I had some uh, had some help uh, and some and some direction because I'm just I'm lost trying to make things work like that. But um, but I was able to get all this stuff home um, and you know found uh, found some stuff that I had been <laughs> looking for for a while. And one of those things was a an old hard drive that I have not. Um, uh, no 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 no. This hard drive came from a different from a different thing when I, when I was out in the garage looking through, I found an old hard drive. Right. And okay. I'm like, okay, um, I probably have this backed up. I have to take a look. And I didn't like, I have a ton of stuff on here from one of my, you know, one of my first computers and a couple other things that I had collected from a bunch. So I have these old pictures that I thought were gone forever. Like I thought had been stolen off of our old camera and like gone. Um, and so it has been fun to go through these, <laughs> these stupid pictures yeah and so the, i'm you brought this up so this is something that my wife and i were at opposite ends when it comes to this i when it comes to old hard drives when it comes to old pictures when it comes to all those things i once they're on an old hard drive if i've removed that hard drive from my pc i will never install it look at it browse through it again i just I'm just not wired that way to need to go and seek out those old things. And mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know why my wife will print out every picture we've ever taken, put them in a box, diligently organize them. It's organized by here's pictures of our son. Here's pictures of our daughter. Here's pictures of us. Here's pictures of vacation. She's got it all organized. Now. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't, you guys know this. And a prime example of this is the Dave and Steve show is on a hard drive that I can't even get access to. I, I can't even get into that hard drive anymore because I put it on a hard drive that I stopped looking at or start stopped using. Or, and now I have no idea how to even break into the goddamn thing to get the old episodes out of there. So it is Steve. I appreciate what you're saying. Cause I go through this with her all the time and I can see how it would probably be awesome to see. But anytime I look at like a whole collection of old pictures and old photo album, I, I again, I'm just not wired in a way that, yeah, I just kind of go like, yeah, that's a bunch of old pictures and I move I, on. I'm actually kind of, I empathize with you, Dave, and I'm jealous of you at the same time because I, it doesn't really motivate me that much, but there's still a part of me that doesn't want to get rid of them. Totally. So now I'm, I'm in between. I always have this stress about needing to do something, but zero motivation to do it. Yep. 
Well, it, and it's not just um, it's not just pictures, right? It's other stuff. It's other files that I had that I've been looking for, like other writings that I thought were lost forever. Yep. yep, yep, yep. I, and other like there's some there are some voice demos that I did a long time ago that I'm like, God, I wish I still had that CD. Well, I I have them on hard drive, and now I I'm playing them. I'm like, oh, great. Like I can actually use these demos if I wanted to. I could throw them up and and be happy that I did. Um, uh, that were recorded, you know, really well. But um, but right the writings uh, I thought were gone, and that's that's nice to to get those things back. So it's not just pictures; it's stuff that I may be able to pick through and make something yeah. useful with. Yep. Um, and little little bits that I was really really happy with, but also um. If if you need the program Cool Edit Pro, yeah, right, right. Um, for sure. I can I can I can make that happen for you. It probably uh, runs in a browser now. Boy, I'll tell you what. When uh, when I was first starting out in art school, if you've never used art programs like Photoshop and things like that, they're expensive as hell. And now they've all most of them moved to like a subscription model. But back in the day, it was like every year they would release their new version. And so you had 3D software packages, you had Photoshop, you had all that. And for kids who are, I say kids, I was in my 20s, but I mean, for, for kids who are starting out in art school, you can't, you can't afford to own all of that software. And it's nearly impossible to complete art assignments in a major art school at school. Like it's, you've got to work on these things for hours at home. Steve, you know how many hours I spent at my computer working on 3D stuff. Oh. Yeah, And so the thing that would happen in those art circles is they would literally put, I mean, you would have well over a thousand dollars and probably closer to three to $4,000 worth of software programs on a pirated disc that yeah. somebody much smarter than me at that art school had made. And they would just literally make a bunch of burned copies of these things and hand them out to whoever needed them. And you would go home and you would install these all of these programs for absolutely free and you would just have them at home to work on. But I don't now they've now they've over time these these companies understand this now. So they give like massive student discounts. Sometimes the software is even free if you're a student and you're using it for educational purposes. Back then there was nothing like that. And so you you either had to do something like this or you had to take out a second set of student loans just to pay for the software you needed for that particular quarter. So it's funny that you say that, Steve, because that immediately made me think of those old burn discs. Well, and I mean, I'm 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 flipping through it right now, and I can see I have pictures of um, I, I have pictures of you and your wife, and I have whoa, I have pictures. no, not like that. Wow, wow, okay, a couple of. No them. wonder he was so looking for these. But uh, but I also have pictures of of like the day that your your children are born. You know, yeah. I have a couple of those. Yeah, whatever. You know? You don't give a shit about that. I stuff. don't. Yeah, I. They're here well, now. I'll say this: they're here now, and they're way better than they were on that day because I don't have to worry about them shitting their pants, and I don't have to worry about putting food in them, and I don't have to worry about them falling down or falling into things or anything like. I don't have to worry about how I hold their head or making sure their neck doesn't break or any like. There's none of that kind of stuff now. They're no, now they're, they're self-sufficient. Yeah, so, they're way better. Yeah, they're yeah, way better. Yeah. yeah. Kids get better with age, if you know what I mean. Okay. Uh, well, I found them. I found them. <laughs> <laughs> it's charming. All right. 
Uh, hey, listen, Steve, anything else you want to bring up? Because we're we're, uh, we're almost an hour into the show and we haven't even yeah. taken our first break. Uh, I'm I'm good. Okay. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Hello, nature lovers. I'm here to tell you about a wonderful new recording from Das Records. It's called Tracy Green Does Exotic Birds. And it's how I relax after a stressful workday. Just listen. The white speckled dovetail. Caw! 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 The Midwestern three-footed finch. The Icelandic rubber beak. They're beautiful creatures, aren't they, folks? And now, for a very limited time, you can get them all on one disc brought to you by DOS Records. Here are a couple more samples of the serenity you'll experience. The blue-tailed pelican. Uh, pee-pee. The Peruvian two-toed parakeet. Caw, caw, caw. Life is stressful. Why not let Tracy take you on a flight to the far reaches of this great planet with some of the most beautiful bird calls you'll ever hear? The stiff-nippled Nordic robin. The fire-faced French owl. Uh, look, I'm an owl. If you are like me, you'll lose yourself in the calms that is Tracy Green does exotic birds. Act now, and we'll throw in Tracy Green does farm animals at no additional charge. Okay, I'm not doing any farm animals. The thrill I get hearing that opening music is hard to describe. I close my eyes while holding out my arms in front of me. My hands are firmly grasping an invisible steering wheel, making car noises as I run along the top of the hill near my elementary school playground, only to veer off the trail and begin rolling down the hill, imagining the subsequent fiery crash and the tears that would be rolling down my girlfriend Trixie's face as she turned away in despair. Only after this am I finally rescued by a mysterious stranger who is really just my estranged brother who is wearing a mask. Fast cars, cute girlfriends, mysterious men in masks, oh, and a monkey named Chim Chim. It's all the entertainment I've ever really needed in my life. This has been Tracy's Reliving Recess from Second Grade Minute. Pure excitement. <laughs> that minute, I will admit, was lost on me. I didn't even recognize what the song was that was playing when I like I like I told you guys I didn't have Speed Racers. So I didn't. I don't know anything about it, other than the very end. That whole "Go Speed Racer, go." That's the one everybody remembers. But I didn't know about Speed Racer, and I mean, I had heard references to it before, but I didn't know anything about it until college. And then I watched a few in college, and I'm like the hell was this i i would i would i would have eaten this up yeah this would have been you know this would have been fantastic but um and i had purchased the um the theme song on a on a cd full of tv theme songs that i you know because i buy tv things right yeah exactly who doesn't yeah right yeah yeah exactly. uh, hey i i did want to mention just during the break i showed the guys the the amazon link to the suit that i purchased so that they knew it was legit 
And it is, in fact, you guys can back me up on this. It's an $80 three-piece suit that potentially smells like jet fuel. So I'm excited. Oh, and the colors. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I could not get that link um, to my son fast enough. They had they had Dick totally Tracy cute. yellow. They have Ron Burgundy Burgundy. Like, they have all the – pick a color, and they have a suit in that color. So Yeah, I'm – I'm total. I'm totally getting one. I think we should. We should do a, a, a in studio, all in one studio, and we're all wearing right. Uh, in a in at least gets good ventilation in the so, studio. So probably. that's that's going to show up uh, Wednesday of next week, and I will. Uh, I'll let you guys know how it goes. I'll take some pictures, and uh, you guys can see. It's it's either going to work out great and be exactly what I need it for for that thirty minutes minutes, or it's going to get sent back immediately. But either way, I'll take some pictures. All right, uh, let's keep moving because we are woefully out of time. Let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, a doctor who branded his initials on patients' livers no longer is allowed to practice medicine. Why? Dr. Simon Brammel, a British surgeon who branded his initials on the patient's livers, has been struck off the medical register as of Monday, according to BBC News. The branding occurred in February and August of 2013, where the doctor received two convictions for common assault in December 2017, according to records. So um, the records show that he used an argon beam coagulator, a device commonly used in surgeries, to place his initials on the transplanted liver of a patient at the end of each surgery. So you said, but he only did this, or at least they've only caught twice, right? I mean, I have to assume this guy's done this as many times as he's put it in a liver. Like around the second or third time he had this idea, he tried it to see if it would work, and now he's done it ever since then for the last however many years he's been practicing. I have to assume, but I don't know. Check your so liver, it's funny, fellas. It says the, the branded initials were only discovered when an organ transplant failed and another doctor was performing a surgery uh -huh. on the patient to uh -huh. remove it. I know this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought he was joking. This is, oh, God. <laughs> Did you guys, by the way, this made me think, and I don't, I, I don't have an update on it. I don't know if it's current, but I know a couple days ago there was like, did you see that story that went around about the guy who got the pig heart? And it yeah. was, they managed to like alter some enzymes or some, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. If you can't tell, I'm not a scientist either, but they, they managed to alter something so that it would not be rejected by him. And so far, thus far, his body has not rejected it. And he's living with a pig heart, which is incredible. And I frankly just want a pig heart now. I don't even need one, but I want one. We should get a couple. Yeah, and couple and we'll we'll have Tracy brand them before he puts them in us. That would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Do a little. I'd uh, probably uh, draw a little. Put a little drawing on it. Yeah, draw That's a little. Put a little drawing on it. Yeah, exactly. Second story. <laughs> it could possibly be the most awkward blind date of all time. On Sunday, when an immediate lockdown was announced in a Chinese city of. Uh, um, I'm not going to pronounce that. A city in a province. A woman known just as Miss Ms. Wong uh, became stuck at the apartment of a man she had just met. Now, as the woman is known only as Ms. Wong, 
She seems to be getting older and it's concerned her parents. And they had arranged 10 blind dates for her, according to her blog on the Chinese social media platform, WeChat. Uh, she had flown to her date's house in another province ahead of the Lunar New Year for an intensive week of blind dating. This particular date, date number five, wanted to show off his cooking skills and decided to have dinner at his place. And it was fine, but when I arrived, then after the dinner is when it was just about to leave, and then the COVID situation deteriorated all of a sudden, and the residential compound where they lived was temporarily under lockdown. Sorry, did it say how old this woman is? So she's uh, in her, they did not say, but they say that she's in her mid to late 30s. Oh, okay. I, I I was actually picturing something. I thought she was like in her 70s or something like that. Okay. So now now she's locked down in this building in a blind date's apartment, effectively. Yeah. Does this end with them getting married? I No, I wish. I'm oh. kind of jealous of this idea. Can you imagine just having a date and they're like, oh, looks like a lockdown. <laughs> so. Well, we should probably try and stay warm. Well, the, <laughs> we have heat. Yeah. There's The power hasn't gone out. Yep. Let's snuggle no, no, up. No, 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 no. We need to get really close. It's, it needs to be skin to skin contact, or it's not going to work. <laughs> so Ms. Wong said that she became stuck at the man's house for several days, and it was not ideal. She said, "Living in an apartment <laughs> yeah. with somebody you hardly knew made me feel so awkward and embarrassed." He talks very little, like a wooden man, but I think it's also good. I'm quite capable of living well. Well, what, I, I'm trying to think if I've ever been in sort of a like a lockdown like tr I've never been trapped in an elevator I've never been anything like that where I was just like I mean I've been at several parties or gatherings or things where I'm like I wish I wasn't here and I'm stuck here because my car is blocked in by several other cars and I know they're not going to leave for a while that's about the extent of it though that's about the worst it's gotten I think yeah uh, but I wonder if that's going to become a thing now that's uh that's a like a just kind of a date scheme yeah, right. Yes. Uh, I ran out of gas in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've used that one before. Hey, our uh, final story tonight. It's going to be a hard week for Josh Allen as the Bills host the Patriots in zero degree weather on Sunday night with Bart Scott has a suggestion to make it even harder. During a conversation about Allen having circulatory issues when it got cold, um, the uh, former Jets linebacker let loose on a little secret. Scott suggested that Alan pop a Viagra before the game to get his blood pumping, mm -hmm. adding that a lot of players did the same thing when they were trying to play and fight uh, the cold. Now, I don't know why it bothers me, he said, but it kind of does. No, it's not because it's dangerous to take prescription drugs without a doctor's order, especially for something completely different than its intended use. Instead, I'm left wondering how many iconic games, how many legendary <laughs> moments and playoff her heroics I witnessed never knowing that the dude making the play had a huge heart on. Right. So this is, this is interesting, though, because I am one of these people who – if we go to like a soccer game for my kids or anything like that, and it's if it's cold at all, by the time I get back in the car, my fingers hurt so yeah. bad. And that's even if I've got like good insulated gloves on. I put on normal socks. I put on normal tube socks. And then I put wool socks over those. And then I put them into insulated boots. And my feet, my toes are still freezing cold by the end. 
I have, I, I mean, I have to assume I have terrible circulation. So there's part of me that wants to try this just to see. But, you know, it's worse than having a boner at an NFL playoff game is having a giant raging boner at a kid's soccer game. That's yeah, not a look you want. You're not going to, yeah, you're, you're not going to win, win the end of your awards for that. Yeah, right. yeah a lot of leagues have rules against that. Right, right, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. frowned upon. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. out there yelling it's because my fingers get cold. Nobody believe in me. Stop looking at me. Yeah. Stop it. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Stop it. I'm going to need you not to stand so close to the sideline. You just clotheslined your third kid of the game. Tracy, don't look at me, Tracy. Yeah. This definitely don't wear the $80 suit. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's that's definitely going to be yeah. an issue. Yeah, right. So, so it's tailored wrong. It's tailored wrong. You you guys, you guys, I appreciate this. You've actually helped my ego quite a bit because several times, even during the break, you've commented about how tight that suit is going to be in the crotch. I think yeah. you're completely overestimating how much room I need, but I really appreciate that you're doing that. Nope. Not overestimating at all. In fact, there's an entire Dave and Steve show episode where you highlight (laughs) how much room you need um, with the pair of red shorts that you have. So, oh, that's right. And there was like a meth addict stealing packages, wearing your uh, dick shorts. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Now that's the news fellas. All right. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, Steve, great to have you back in the saddle again. This is actually our first proper show of 2022. Uh, and it, this is this is literally how many times have I said this before? And everybody knows this. This is such an apt analogy and such a good comparison that the common folk can all understand what I'm about to say. This is when CC Deville was replaced by Richie Kotzen in Poison. It mm-hmm. screwed the whole dynamic up. If any one of the three of us is out, yes, it's still a good quality show, but it's not the same as when CC's in the band. So CC, welcome back. Sorry that I punched you backstage. And uh, pick up that guitar and talk to me. I, I, I really, I really thought last show's last week's show was was really good. I thought it was better because I wasn't on it. You, you, you two have have something that I never, I never bring, and that's uh, class. <laughs> Giant penis. I, I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of wishing you were there. It was, a, it was definitely a lot of, a lot of us talking. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Tracy, anything else from you? I sure don't. Steve, how about you? Nothing good. All right. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. Like a